Welcome to Fierce Fitness, where we're talking all things faith and fitness that empowers you, the listener, to live a fierce life, becoming not just a better version of yourself, but a godly version. The typical views of health and fitness lack the ability to create true life change. We will be balancing the desire to believe bigger with living a surrendered life. And on this podcast, I will explain the power of a biblical perspective to achieve and overcome what has previously been a stumbling block. I will give you the practical solutions to your health needs while also working on the mindsets that will solidify your results. From hopeless to hopeful, this is Fierce Fitness. Hey, welcome to the Fierce Fitness Podcast. Today we are joined by Rob Salvato. Rob is the lead pastor of Calvary Vista in Southern California. He's an incredible leader. He's a mentor, a preacher, and pastor, while also being a church planter, an author, and a pastor to pastors. Uh, Rob is also the host of the Basics of Life Conversations podcast and the co-host of the Leadership Collective podcast. Yeah. So, hey, Rob, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Oh, man, it's great to be on here with you guys. I love what you're doing. So excited for you guys. In fact, I was thinking I've, I need to get you guys to come on the Basics of Life uh, Conversations podcast. We're kicking that off again uh, sometime here in um, late January. So I'll be reaching out to you guys to talk about right on. on our podcast. Very cool. That'd, that'd be, be a awesome. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, that'd be great. That's so awesome. Yeah, well, so we want to kick it off by first just kind of going into the short story of how you became a Christian. Okay. Um, so I, I came to, to faith in Christ at a pretty young age. I was 11. And it really had a lot to do with um, watching what God was doing in my dad's life. And wow. um, I got my the Lord delivered my dad from alcoholism. Uh, my dad had an incredible temper. And I just started to watch this change take place in him. In fact, the day I got saved, I'll never forget this. I came home from school. I was going to a public school. And um, I said something. My dad said something to me. And I responded in a very smart alecky, dirty, it was kind of a foul remark. And as soon as I said, you know, what I said, it was like, I wanted to grab the words back. Like, no, you know, yeah. because I was just waiting for my dad to fly off the handle. And for that's sure. what he normally would do. You know, like he would just lay into me and he stayed super calm. And he just asked me, have you asked Jesus in your heart yet? Wow. And I said, wow. no. And he said, I think you should. <laughs> And I was thinking, because you're going to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, literally that day, I went in, I knelt down in my room, I prayed and asked the Lord to come into my heart. And I I remember saying this to God. I said, God, you have to be real because you're doing something in my dad's life. And it's just so noticeable. So that's how I came to to faith in Jesus. And it's been an amazing journey of you know over 47 years now since then so that's crazy wow yeah you know just i love the way you described that of of how um the impact of the transformation of someone else's life was the testimony for you to see the reality of who god was Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and watching my the lord delivered him from alcoholism i mean it's just crazy my dad and his life and the changes in his life have been the greatest impact on me, even to this day. Wow. Of Jesus. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. Well, it's, you know, one of those things I think about pretty often is that you can argue with someone's arguments, but you can't argue with their story of how, what God did to change their lives. That's just, right. that's just undeniable. Yeah. And it's one of the things I, I think is the greatest apologetic is knowing that you have really had a true experience with God where it's not just head knowledge, but you know, God has done something, you know, in your heart and in your life that you just can't deny. To me, that's the greatest apologetic that there is. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. For sure. Well, as you're, you know, you're thinking about, um, you know, your life in Christ starting at a young age and, you know, all that that entails. I also know about you that you are, um, you know, you're an athlete and that was part of your trajectory in life until God interrupted some of that stuff. And so when did that, when did you become interested in fitness and athletics? And, you know, I know even now you're really active, like you do stuff that I wouldn't even try. You ride these (laughs) really, really long bike rides. (laughs) You, you like to go paddle boarding and kayaking and things like that. And so uh, where does that interest come from? Well, first of all, I, I would clarify what you said that I was an athlete. <laughs> now I'm just active. Okay. <laughs> I always was really involved in uh, athletics growing up. I played football, baseball, basketball, and um, going into high school, I played um, you know varsity basketball and varsity baseball, and then after. Um, uh, high school, I played college uh, year college baseball, had a scholarship to Vanguard University. And, um, and and even prior to that, I played on a scouting team for the New York Mets. And I really had a dream at one time to be a professional baseball player. But, yeah. um, you know, quite honestly, I wasn't I wasn't good enough. And uh, that wasn't God's plan um, for me because that very first year of college baseball was when God called me to quit playing uh, sports or, you know, being, uh, seeing that baseball dream because he was calling me into the ministry. So um, sports has always been a very, very big part of my life and continues to, to this very day. Like you said, I, I do like to be active. I think being active is, is crucial for um, us both spiritually and, and physically. It's, it's really key. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, yeah. Yeah. And so you, so you, what are you currently, Cody mentioned that you're doing long bike rides and paddle boarding and kayaking. Is that kind of your main activity now? Like where are you at as far as like your, your prime, your choices? Yeah. So right now I will, um, I'm at the gym two days a week um, <laughs> for an hour and uh, each time. So that's a normal part of my week. I walk every single day. And so that's another part, mm-hmm. um, you know, of my physical activity here in the winter months in, in California. Um, I'll bike if it's warm enough. I don't, I haven't really done much uh, of getting into the water, but in the spring and summer, not only am I at the gym uh, twice a week and walking every day, but two or three times a week after um, work, I'll paddleboard or mm-hmm. uh, kayak. We don't live that very far uh, from the beach. And then my wife and I usually um, at least twice are um, going on uh, pretty long bike rides. Now we do have e-bikes, but we we put the pedal, of, we don't use the pedal assist that much. So we're, you know, still getting a good workout. We'll do a, mm-hmm. a good 
20 to 30 miles, you know, on a ride. And, and that's kind of our thing that we just love, you know, doing together. We look for, you know, these trails that we can go ride or these paths. And, and, uh, and we, we even plan our vacations around <laughs> where we yeah. can go ride. That's fun. Ride our bikes. So yeah, just love, love doing that. And that's such a fun part. I, uh, we got into paddle boarding a bit in Denver and they have, you know, just amazing lakes and everything there, but I don't know that I want to attempt it here because, uh, there seems to be crocodiles everywhere. Alligators. <laughs> oh, alligators. <laughs> There's like alligators everywhere in Florida. And I'm, I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> yeah, they say a little bit, uh, afraid of that too. I, yeah. I, a video a couple of weeks ago of a crocodile or alligator attacking a guy in a in a kayak and I, oh gosh man yeah that's crazy <laughs> are they in the, are they in the ocean though um i think they can be near there i, I don't really know too much I, I i do know that they say any fresh water you've got to assume that there's, there's some cross, sort yeah. of alligator going on in there so yeah yeah, yeah. So that's kind of one of those and they're things. fast. We've watched videos. We Googled all kinds of crocodile survivor. <laughs> what do you do if you're being chased by an alligator? I guess you can't outrun them. Yeah, they're fast. Oh, so. No, they are fast. Yeah. <laughs> you run diagonally. That's the key. They're not good at, at okay. back and forth, so you have to zigzag when you're running away from one of them. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... you guys getting eaten up in uh, no. Florida. That's, yeah, that's no. the that's one of the plans is to not get eaten alive. Yeah, we're gonna try and avoid that. <laughs> oh man! So you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is that um, there are these two components of life, and you know, there's the physical aspect of things, and there's the spiritual aspect of things, and I think within Christianity we have a hard time understanding how these go together. It's it's almost like we compartmentalize things in our life, and I think most mm -hmm. people struggle with that that they, the way that I would say it is that there's, they tend to have a, a way that they go to work and that there's a way that they do recreation and that there's a way that they are with their family. And then there's a way they are when they go to church and they're all individually different. Um, and what I, what I try to argue for is you should have one box and it's labeled Jesus and everything either fits in the box or it doesn't fit in your life. Um, and so what do you think are some of the critical connections between faith and fitness? Or another way to say it is, what role do you believe the Holy Spirit plays in our physical health and fitness goals? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you that, answer that first question or the first of the, what's the connection between, you know, faith and fitness. And to me, fitness is really a stewardship mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and, you know, God has given us um, responsibilities and he's given us resources and he's given us, you know, opportunities and he, all the things that he has given to us, even our finances are things that he's given to us to steward. And I think one of the greatest things that he's given to us to steward is our body, mm. physical body. And, you know, Paul refers to, you know, our body, body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so um, that's one of the, the things that how I see this is that we, you know, we're, we're to steward this. I love what Paul writes. I'll, I'll read it if I could. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter nine, where he says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. So run in such a way that you may obtain it or 
Another way to say this, run in such a way that you can win. And so I like what Paul's saying there. We're not just running to run, but we're running with a goal. We're running with an aim. We're running to win. And he says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things or disciplined in all things. And he says, now they do up to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an, an imperishable crown. But then he says this, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, and thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So Paul is talking there about having goals and discipline as he approaches his physical body. Hmm. He even talks about, you know, that he makes his body his slave, in a sense, to make him more equipped in the ministry that God, you know, has for him. And so I think that this is really, really important for us, you know, as believers, is that um, we're to steward this temple that God, you know, has given to us. And and, and there was a season in my life um back from 1996 to about 2002, about a six-year period where um, my life was turned upside down because I was diagnosed with um, degenerative uh, joint disorder in both of my hips. Oh, wow. And yeah. so I went from being someone who walked, you know, a couple miles every day, played basketball three times a week, a week was very, very active in that sense to not being able to do hardly anything. Uh, because it was just so painful for yeah. those six years. Now I've had three um, hip replacement operations, wow. and um, you know, so that's helped me, you know, tremendously. But I, I have compassion for those who, you know, struggle with physical ailments because of, um, you know, things like that. Because I saw in my own life just how much it affected me to not be able to. To be active you know like i wanted to and so when when i had those you know operations i made it really um you know a priority to okay i'm gonna focus now on um you know getting back in shape and being as active as i possibly you know can be so i think primarily it's a it's an issue of, of stewardship it's mm -hmm. stewarding this vessel that god has entrusted to us and i think it's something that we need to take um, seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You know, just the, even the struggle of what it's like to go through painful situations where I'm sure when you're going through hip replacement, the last thing you want to do is start moving around, um, and being active. They got me up the, the, that day, this yeah. one that I had, it was crazy. I mean, I went in at five 30 in the morning. I think the operation was done. I think it was like going like three hours, but it was done like by noon. And they sent me home at 1 30. Wow. <laughs> they got me up and they sent me home. I climbed the stairs at my house to get. Uh, oh my gosh. It was wow. absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but you know, Cody, you asked about the Holy Spirit. What role does the Holy Spirit play in our yeah. physical health schools? And, and you know, the Holy Spirit's called the helper. Hmm. And I think as, as believers, you know, Jesus said in John chapter 15, for without me, you can do, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think a lot of us, we don't, 
really believe that. You know, well, there's yeah. a lot of things in our lives that we can do without Jesus and we try to do without Jesus. But yeah. God wants us to live our lives being completely dependent upon him, you know. And I think even in this area, it's one where, you know, the Holy Spirit will convict us. It's, it's kind of, you know, something I think a lot of times we don't like to admit, but he'll convict us as as relates to what we're eating or yeah. what we're, you know, not eating. And um, that conviction to exercise, you know, to, um, you know, steward well this vessel that the Lord you know, has given to us. And so that's something I think I, I see him, you know, working in, you know, my life in that way. And, uh, but I also have a workout buddy that I work out with and he kind of plays a role of the Holy Spirit too. <laughs> he encourages. <laughs> and, uh, but also all the days that I don't want to go, I know he's going to be waiting for me. So yeah. Yeah. You don't want to leave him hanging. And else there yeah that's yeah. really good yeah <laughs> you know one of the things that you mentioned and I just wanted to ask um during that time where you hadn't you weren't able to really work out a whole lot and you were that six-year period did you feel like mentally you weren't feeling as as well or how, how was that on your you know your state of mind yeah it affected it affected everything mm -hmm. and um you know it it, it was I mean, I think being active is essential for our spiritual and mental, you know, health. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I'll actually do my workouts a lot of times in the middle of the day because I need that um, just break in the middle of the day mm -hmm. to kind of get re refueled. And, um, yeah. and so, you know, I'll do that at, for my lunch hour. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, but yeah, it affected everything. And it also affected me in a sense of, and I've seen this in people too, is that, um, it was a little depressing because yeah. you know, I had been, it was, it was a life change, you know, that yeah. even, like, I had been so incredibly, you know, active and I couldn't be because of the pain. The only thing that I could really do was swim and, um, I have never been a super great swimmer, <laughs> although that has changed recently. That's another thing that I do in the spring and summer now is I swim quite a bit. But back then, I just didn't really like swimming. So um, I found myself getting, you know, depressed. I was gaining weight, um, right. which had never been an issue, you know, in my life. I used to look like Cody, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and um so yeah, it, it was it was a it was a brutal you know six years to kind of work through, and probably about three years in, I I was like, okay, I got to do something because I can't I can't continue to live you know like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what happened was is I was diagnosed at 32 years old with that, wow. and they told me I was too young. Yeah. Of a. Yeah. So that's why I went, I ended up going four years before I was able to have the first surgery. Man. And, um, and then it took me a good, almost seven months to recover from the first surgery. Mm. And um, so in all, it, it was, you know, about six years of just a total life change. Right. That's crazy. Right. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's a big, big life change. A lot of things that affect it. 
something I wanted to ask you about just to follow up on, you know, with some of the things you said, which I think were so, so good is, um, so you, you talked about the idea that the, your physical body is a stewardship issue. And then I love the verse that you brought in, in, uh, first Corinthians nine, I believe. And, uh, the, the verse about how, um, you know, Paul says at the end of the chapter, I, I bring my body into subjection. And I think that what a lot of people struggle with is they get that reversed. They are in subjection to their body. My body has a craving. My body has a desire. My, I just want to do this. I don't want to do that. Uh, it's hard to get up. It's hard to eat that. It's hard to be active. It's, I feel like watching Netflix, whatever it is. And so there's all of that that happens and it's, it's a struggle within, it's an internal struggle with your body. And so instead of making my body, my slave, I become the slave to my body. And what is the connection between that? And maybe, maybe the idea of stewardship and, and maybe in that helping to define how you would think, uh, what does stewardship mean and what those connections are? Yeah. Um, well, I agree with you. That's a really a great way that you put it is people become enslaved to their bodies instead of allowing, you know, their body to be their, their slave. And, and so, you know, in, in approaching it from, from the first of all, the, the standpoint of, of stewardship, um, you know, let's just take finances, for instance, you know, as I look at my finances, um, I realize that as a human being, I exist for Jesus. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm here for him. I'm here to bring him glory. Yeah. You know, that he, I don't, God doesn't exist for me. I exist for him. Yeah. And so I look at everything through that lens then is, okay, so what does that mean in how I use my money, how I use my finances, how I use my time, you know? And if I'm looking at my life in that way, you know, I'm not looking at my life from a standpoint of, you know, how can I entertain myself and how can I do this and that is, but how can my life make the maximum impact? Right. So good. So it becomes a, and the idea of the physical body then is the same thing is, is, you know, what do I need to do knowing that this is a vessel, this is an engine, this is something that God you know, this is the means through which God is wanting to manifest himself, you know, through my life. And what does my physical activity, um, how does it relate to that? And like you said, Micah, you know, I'm sharper mentally yeah. when I'm being active. You know? hmm. um, I think I'm more in tune with the Holy Spirit when I'm being active, because when mm -hmm. I'm not being active, I get tired, I get sluggish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when I want to just sit and binge on Netflix yeah. and, you know, eat a package of Oreos, or, you know, have a bowl of ice cream and nothing right. wrong with those things in moderation. But, right. yeah. but, um, you know, so it's stewarding for this, for a, a purpose. Um, yeah. You know, I'll give you another example this week i taught at our church on fasting okay and um and in this idea of, of fasting spiritually for the purpose of spiritually my the the big idea was this that fasting is about feasting on god hmm. um, that's the, the focus of it that that fasting is more about focus than it is about food 
Yeah. It's about focusing on spending that time with God. And I, I put it this way, that fasting is more about saying yes to the Holy Spirit than it is saying no to the body, that that's the purpose of it. So good. And so for me, again, that whole connection um, is the same way that I can incorporate that into physical fitness, that it's about, you know, putting myself in the best place um, to be as functional, as healthy, as spiritually in tune as I possibly can be with the Lord and fitness, you know, exercising, getting away. I mean, you know, Cody, and being a pastor, I spend so much time sitting. Yeah. I sit mm -hmm. in preparation to, for Bible studies. I sit in counseling. I sit yeah. in meetings. I, I And a lot of times, you know, those meetings that have food involved in them. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, you're sitting and eating and, you know, all of that. And um, if that's all my, my life consists of, I mean, it's easy to just get really, really, um, you know, just the point where you're like, almost feeling, I don't know what the right word is, but you know what I'm talking about, just where you feel sluggish. sluggish. You know, so, mm -hmm. so you got to break out of, you know, you yeah. got to break out of, of that. So. Yeah. yeah, not letting those habits take over. Right. Well, and I think that that, you know, everything that you're kind of describing is the heart of why we created this podcast and the whole idea of faith and fitness coming together, because it's just so important that when you are, moving your body when mm -hmm. not that you have to be a bodybuilder but yeah. that you're you're you can be yeah if you want, you want to go for it <laughs> but but especially like in the christian world and the people that we've coached so many of them are struggling with this mindset yeah. and sluggish and you know what's god's role for me and depression and all these things and when we start to heal their body and they start to um they start to move and they start to get some extra weight off it's like there's a lot of clarity, you know, and their body starts to function properly and they start relying on the Lord, you know, to bring their body into submission and something miraculous happens within yeah. them. And so I just, I love it. You know, it's almost like God designed our bodies to work a certain way. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, in, and in my, in my family, because stroke on, on my dad's side, um, is a real issue. Uh, my dad had a stroke in his 70s. His brother had a stroke in his 60s. His dad had a stroke. And so, oh, yeah, you know, my doctor told me, you know, you got to watch out for that. And um, so that was another motivator for me. Absolutely. Right. You know, I watched and I, I saw, you know, what that did to my dad. Hmm. And much it changed him. And um so I'm trying to avoid that by, you know, just trying to eat as healthy yeah. as I can and and exercise um, without going crazy. I'm not vegan or anything like that. I love steak. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I tried to be vegan for like a day. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think about, you know, what God said to Peter there, you know, when he was on the rooftop, yeah. those animals kill and eat. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, that's my Yeah, right. I'm in. Yep. New, I'm a state girl. <laughs> new covenant. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, as we, uh, as we're kind of wrapping things up, I, I was wondering, you know, just to, to, to kind of close some of it up, what is, what is something that you think God's teaching you or leading you into currently? Um, as you're, um, I, I think it's one of the things that we have to constantly be reevaluating, you know, what is, 
what does the Lord want from me now? And um, how is he leading me currently? So what's, what's something for you? Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing right now that God's been impressing upon my heart um, for 2023 is about, I want to be a better encourager. Um, that's just one of the things he's really impressed upon you know my heart in fact that this morning i was reading about um how jonathan strengthened david's hands wow. yeah. in the lord and i love that picture and mm. so um that's been something that god's been impressing upon my heart i love proverbs 10 11 that says the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life mm. and so just good. that idea of being a fountain of life to others in with our words and with our encouragement and so that's one of the biggest things that god's been teaching you know and stirring my heart about and then also this this uh in this whole idea that i mentioned about fasting you know that's like a was a little bit of a new perspective on that subject that god you know kind of gave me was this idea of fasting is really about feasting on him yeah. and so i kind of took it where i think a lot of people look at fasting in the negative and i mm -hmm. took it more the idea that it's become a positive for me of just, you know, it's about that connection with, uh, you know, the Lord. And I'm going to deprive um, myself physically in order to make him more hungry spiritually. Mm -hmm. and so those are the two biggest things right now I think God's teaching me. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love the way that you phrase that and just frame that with fasting, you know, and um, uh, that it's, it's not about what you're giving up, but what you're gaining. Um, and, and if we can get that right, then I think it, it frames everything the right direction. It does. Yeah. Well, that would be a good part two podcast. We haven't really gone into fasting. You know, a lot of people think fasting is for, for weight loss reasons. And we, we really have missed the yeah. whole, um, you know, the heart behind what biblical fasting is. Mm -hmm. So that'd be interesting to kind of dive into that on another, another day. Yeah, well, let's do it. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I think like, you know, you know, in, intermittent fasting is, is a big subject today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people do it for weight loss. But what I, what I find is a lot of people that are doing that, they, what they do throughout the day is kind of distract themselves in busyness mm. to distract them from their hunger pain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Spiritual fasting is the opposite of that. It's not about distracting ourselves. It's about focus it's about you know allowing that hunger um for food to be replaced by you know a hunger for god and uh you know speaking of steak there's this amazing steak place here in um carlsbad that it's called Te texas day brazil have you guys ever heard of that yes for sure yeah yeah it's insane it's like they just bring you mounds of, of steak <laughs> all you can eat and uh, we've gone a couple of times, people gave, gave us gift cards. And whenever I go to that place, I don't eat all day long. I don't, <laughs> I don't eat lunch. I don't snack. I want to be starving when I get there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the premise physically or spiritually of fasting is yeah. that, you know, I'm starving myself so that I can become more hungry for him. Yeah, oh, so good. Very good. So good. Well, yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll do a part two sometime. Yeah, that'd I know. be fun. That'd, that'd be, be great. really, really good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Rob. I was going to say, maybe next time I can get Denise to be on here because she's she's just in the past year um, gotten back into, you know, exercising herself. And 
and it's just been instrumental in the yeah. change that she's you know experienced so that'd be great yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. i'd love to hear her story and be able to talk to you. that'd be awesome it'd be mm -hmm. so good yeah yeah well thanks so much for being here work, guys yeah we appreciate it thank you yeah thanks for being on we appreciate your time great thanks this is Fierce Fitness. Thanks for listening. We would love for you to connect with us more at leadkingnow.com for our sugar detox challenge. You can also connect with us on Instagram at kingsfiercefitness. Individually, you can follow me at Cody King. Or me at Michael King Health. Join us next time as we continue our conversation on not just becoming a better version of yourself, but a godly version. From hopeless to hopeful, this is Fierce Fitness.